0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, June 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Budget riders consider ag cuts. Ag never looked brighter. Trump downbeat on estate tax repeal. USTR, Japan deal, not likely. The Republican budget riders have their eye on farm bill programs for spending cuts. The proposed cuts to farm bill programs, which would include food stamps, still appeared to be in flux as of yesterday. But GOP leaders are negotiating a fiscal 18 budget resolution that would likely call for $150 billion in cuts to mandatory spending programs, including food stamps. That according to Oklahoma Republican Tom Cole, a senior member of the House Budget Committee. Sources say the House Budget Committee had been seeking as much as $50 billion in agricultural cuts. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway, Republican of Texas, has been arguing against making any cuts at all to farm programs. Republicans hope to begin moving the budget resolution as soon as next week. Trump. Ag's future never looked brighter. President Trump used his trip to Cedar Rapids, Iowa yesterday evening to give an upbeat assessment of American agriculture while promising to rebuild rural America. The president got a tour of the Precision Agriculture program at Kirkwood Community College, which trains workers to assist farmers in using precision agriculture equipment. In remarks afterward, he promised to use his $1 trillion infrastructure initiative to expand rural broadband service. The president said, if we can continue to train our workers in these new technologies, then we will usher in a new era of prosperity for American agriculture and the American farming family. He wrapped up his remarks by saying that the future of U.S. agriculture, quote, never looked brighter. Both at the college and later at the rally in Cedar Rapids, Trump called for ending the federal estate tax, but he didn't sound particularly optimistic about getting it done. Trump said, I don't know if that one is going to get pulled off, but it should. Japan resistant to bilateral deal. Many farmers and ranchers would love to see the Trump administration negotiate a bilateral trade deal with Japan. But U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer says that won't happen anytime soon. Lighthizer told the Senate Finance Committee yesterday, right now, I don't think Japan is in a position that they want to do that negotiation, but we are talking to them. He said countries that are members of the Trans Pacific Partnership are targets for new bilateral trade deals, but some of those countries have said they would prefer the U.S. to join TPP. Tyson facility exporting beef to China. The first U.S. shipments of beef to China in more than 13 years were sent with great fanfare from Greater Omaha Packing in Nebraska. But AgriPulse has learned that another Nebraska packing facility, this one owned by Tyson Fresh Meats and located in Lexington, is also shipping product to China. So far, four companies and six packing facilities are now eligible to ship beef to China under the Export Verification Program agreed to by the U.S. and China during months of negotiations. It's unclear if plants owned by the other two companies, Swift Beef Company and Creekstone Farms, have begun shipping product to China. AG chairman frustrated with nominees slowed in. Yesterday we told you the Democratic member of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Chair of Y. Brown, plans to leave the agency out of frustration with the three pending vacancies on the five-member panel. She's not the only one frustrated. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, who is holding a confirmation hearing today for Trump's nominee to chair the CFTC, tells AgriPulse he hopes a good, strong Senate vote in favor of Chris Giancarlo will accelerate the nomination and confirmation of additional members. Bowen and Giancarlo, who's now acting chairman, are the only current commissioners. Trader accused of gaming cattle market. The CFTC has fined a trading firm and three associates $5 million for allegedly using cattle feed yards for straw purchases that allow the traders to evade spot position limits. The settlement of the case involves Memphis-based McVean Trading and Investments, as well as the firm's CEO, president, and a consultant. The trades occurred in late 2012 and early 2013. Canadians fire back at Senators. Canada's U.S. ambassador is challenging claims that his country is unfairly limiting poultry imports. Last week, a bipartisan contingent of 10 senators sent a letter to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer asking for stronger access for U.S. poultry through renegotiation of the North American Free Trade Agreement. They said Canada, quote, has refused to open its market to American poultry exports since NAFTA's inception. Only allowing certain amounts of U.S. product before imposing a 249% tariff. Canadian Ambassador David McNaughton told the senators in response that their claim is simply inaccurate. On a per capita basis, Canada buys significantly more poultry and eggs from the U.S. than from Mexico, he said. The website for Canada's Ministry of Agriculture and Agri-Food lists the tariff rate quotas for poultry and eggs. Those limits include 86 million kilograms, or 190 million pounds of chicken, and 21.4 million dozen eggs. Arkansas to reconsider dicamba ban. The Arkansas State Plant Board will vote again tomorrow on a recommendation to ban the use of dicamba in the state for the rest of the growing season. On Tuesday, the board considered an emergency ban on the herbicide, which has been the subject of more than 100 complaints of drift causing damage to soybeans in the state. The board appeared to have voted that down and then moved on to consider a proposal to restrict applications to hooded sprayers with a downwind buffer zone of a mile, but the subsequent vote in favor of the restrictions won't count because of confusion over how many board members were casting votes over the phone, that according to a spokeswoman. Here's today's He Said It. I'm not a farmer, but I'd be very happy to be one at President Trump at Kirkwood Community College yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, June 22nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McCloud Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.